Coming up, we're going to talk about the best and worst of this year's Halloween Horror Nights on this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig, and I am joined along by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello. How are you doing this week, Rhino? Oh, I was a little under the weather. I feel like I'm on my way to recovery now, so better. Good. Good. You definitely sound a little snuffy, but I just assume it's because you've been crying over the fact that Halloween is coming to an end. I have been very emotional, yes. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. Christmas is coming right on its heels, so we can all be glad about that. But I, I am sad, too, that Halloween is is quickly coming to a close, and that's why we are making this our final episode about Halloween Horror Nights for the rest of this year, unless they make an announcement. Then, of course, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and throw it in. But uh, ultimately, you know, one weekend left in the event, yeah, we're going to end up going back maybe once or twice more, and maybe our opinions would change slightly, but I think it's pretty much locked in place at this point. It's an event that I don't think really shifted a lot for me this year it kind of kind of stayed right where it was in my mind after the first couple weeks and didn't necessarily get better or worse just kind of remained the same the more i went so yeah i feel like i feel like it's it's time to bring halloween to a close this year i know you don't want it but we have to. are you wait are you saying halloween ends yes it does Oh. Halloween usually kills, but this year Halloween ends. Yeah. Boo. Okay. Terrible, <laughs> terrible jokes. Uh, and you know who sponsors these terrible jokes? Dreams Unlimited Travel. So if you Dave like and our Gordon content, Green. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he does. I don't think he'd care for that joke. Uh, but. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Of course, if you like our content and you want to support us, uh, please book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money, and you get the support of one of the awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no-obligation quote. Okay, how we're going to break down this conversation today with Halloween Horror Nights, we're going to talk about it in a sense of the best of Halloween Horror Nights, the worst of Halloween Horror Nights, and then kind of the rest. Because, you know, not everything falls in those two categories. Sometimes you have that gray area in the middle. And, Rhino, I, th- I think we should probably talk about the negative things first so we can get the negativity out the way and sure. like build up to the things that we enjoyed the most. So I will just say, I came up with this list and I'm making Rhino either endorse it or disagree with it on the air. But <sighs> I think we generally have... Uh, generally have the same opinions on this it just maybe a little fluctuating there's some things i like more than he does some things he likes more than i do so it's you know what take this all with a grain of salt this is just two white idiots on the internet talking right now and that's all it is that's all it is right it's the name of the new podcast oh <laughs> no 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 we still haven't changed the name don't worry about that roll music okay so we're gonna start with the worst 
then so we can get that negativity out of the way. And the first thing that I have for the worst part of HHN this year, and I think a lot of people would probably agree with it. Uh, for me, the crowds have just been absolutely horrendous this year. Uh, it might not be the busiest year that the event has ever had, but I swear there are nights where it absolutely feels like it. And I just, you know, it, I just feel like you're clogged everywhere you're trying to walk through, not just scare zones in any area. Maybe a lot of that has to do with the fact that, like, right now, so much of the park uh, in that front area of Production Central is under construction with the Minions and where Monsters Cafe was before. That it, that tends to clog up a lot easier. But it just feels like it's been overly crowded all the time. And the wait times are reflecting it, too. I mean, people are basically getting into Stay and Scream right away when you can and waiting an hour plus to get into line for like Halloween and the weekend. And like they're they're waiting that extra time for Stay and Scream. So it's even it's even harder to endorse Stay and Scream, something I still absolutely do and think that you should be taking advantage of it if you have the means, if you have that day ticket or you have that Scream early ticket. Yeah, do do Stay and Scream. That is still the smartest way to go to, to maximize your time for the event. But uh, it's like... It, Things have been insane right at Stay and Scream start. And yeah, they'll slow down. They'll have lulls where everything jumps up to 30 minutes and then it'll be walk on for a while, uh, you know, walk right up to the house and get through. But uh, like it, it's not unheard of to see houses just holding a wait time over 100 minutes for the entire night. Like I, I saw a picture posted on social media of the, the Monday night that they added uh, the wait time for Blumhouse and like two other houses was 150 minutes. And I cannot imagine waiting anything over 20 minutes for the horrors of Blumhouse, let alone 150 minutes. And it just seems like that's been, been the trend the entire season. The wait times have been pretty awful or they'll be like non-existent and the postings will be completely wrong. Uh, mm. and, you know, and be like, Oh my gosh, it said an hour and I only waited 20 minutes. Uh, it's just, there's been a lot of inconsistencies, but the crowds have been bad nonetheless. So there it's been one of the worst things for me for sure. Yeah, it definitely, it feels like either, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but it, it's one of those where it just definitely felt like there were less days where it was like, okay, we got, we got six or seven houses done tonight. Good for us. Like it, 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 it felt like it was a lot. I felt like my average each time I went this year was probably like three houses. And last year I felt like we were like cranking through and I'd be like, boom, seven houses we did tonight. Look at us go. I, I don't know. You and I did that multiple times, even into October last year. Like mm -hmm. I specifically rem remember us getting lucky and being like, wow, we did almost the entire event. And even then I think we could have gone even more. But it was we didn't want to wait like 45 minutes for an eighth house. So we were like, eh, let's not push it, you know, and and this year it feels like, you know, you'll get the two, you know, that you'd get with like stay and scream. And then the third one, that weight will be increased. But by the time you're out of that third house, it was like, OK, everything's 45 creeping into an hour and you try and like wait it out. But I was there when I was there last Thursday and I know we're closer to, to the end of the event right now, but it was like. It, like you said, Horza Blumhouse, I think, got at least, well, I was checking it over 120 minutes for sure. And like every single house there had over 75 minute wait. And I'm like, what can you possibly like? 
it it's great for like because we have our frequent fear passes and this year i have frequent fear plus so it includes the uh, the fridays um and then the first full weekend and the last full weekend of the event um maybe it's just a lot more of those people maybe they sold more tickets maybe there's just more of a demand for it i noticed like a lot of days were sold out this year especially in october a lot a lot of them um and uh yeah i don't know if uh, you know that's Makes me sad because next year I'm sure the frequent fear pass is going to be like – it was like pretty affordable in terms of I want to say it was like $225 or something like that after tax or whatever. And I, my guess is next year that's going to crank up like significantly. It could. It could. They they really tried Just to do a good nights. job for – what's that? I, I, I'd, I'd like them to add more nights. I, th- I think that – I think we're looking at – I, I know it's difficult because there's only so much staffing and you have to look at it that way. But like, cause I, I know that probably the difficulty they run into is they can't have like five, six, six day weeks in September, you know, and have that sustainable through October. But also the same people who are working there in October are probably a lot of the same people who were there in September and they're just working longer shifts now. So it's that like weird thing where it's like, I don't, I don't know adding more nights really requires a lot more staffing i'm sure no it's i mean it's impossible to add enough staff to get six night weeks that's why it's been five night weeks because then you're you're looking at a standard work week in in that way so it's a lot easier because it's not just the characters it's also the ops uh it's the ride operators for the attractions that are open it's 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 everything if if they can follow that five day a week work schedule then they don't have to worry about overtime everything could be a lot easier with that so the only thing to do to to really extend the event is to go into august if they wanted to and then you start running into another issue uh not necessarily like oh it doesn't feel like it's time for halloween but uh, i i think they hit a problem within august too where you know you still you have people like that are renting out the parks and such and i know they could work around that schedule but that's also a very profitable you know side to universal is after hours parties and not that halloween horror nights couldn't also you know make them the same amount of money but it's 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 a it's a tough it's a tough needle to thread and you know everything's going to get thrown up the air uh thrown up in the air as epic universe comes down the line and then you know if people are over there in those parks but halloween horror nights uh is happening like it there it's going to be an interesting future for halloween horror nights i don't think they'll raise the prices dramatically in terms of the daily event ticket like for a one night event ticket or the the frequent fear passes and such but uh you know express pass that's something they can easily start raising the price on even more than it already was before to try to cut down on the amount of people buying those because that's how your standby lines get so out of control too when you have way too many express passes being used and really clogging up the express lanes because if you have an hour-long express line yeah of course your standby line is also going to jump up significantly so it's it's something that they they really have to just like they kind of have to watch how they they do it but i don't know if necessarily adding extra weeks to the event is the right move in my opinion but you know at the same time too i wouldn't complain if that happened but uh, you made a good point 
in terms of like stay and scream, you and I would stay and we would we would get seven houses done last year and in previous years. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll say earlier in September, I was getting about like five or six done with stay and scream. But now it has gotten dramatically worse to the point that things are getting busy after that third house. And that's making the event a lot harder to manage to. And I know there's people out there saying, well, you're doing it wrong. And yes, we might be doing it wrong because, of course, it's all based on what houses you want to hit as well, too. So it's not just like an easy thing to say, but it has gotten a lot harder. And I I know before Halloween started, some of the advice I gave out was go really late at the end of the night and don't even bother with everything in the beginning. Just go late. That hasn't even been true of this year. It's, it stayed busy all the way till close, which is wild because last year I had multiple times where in the last hour and a half of the event, I would knock out five houses in that time. Sometimes even more. Uh, it's not the case this year. Yeah. And that's saying something too, because this year I think it was every night of the event was open till 2 AM. So there was no like fluctuating closing time. People are staying all the way. They are they are taking advantage of it. But if you want to do everything, you know, that might be something that you have to do. So crowds have definitely been pretty awful this year. It's not the only thing that I think has been bad. And this one will probably get a little flack on. But again, it's all subjective. I think this year, one of the worst parts of the event was the shows. And I say that, you know, of course, with an asterisk, because uh, Goalish the Lagoon Fountain show was incredible. But of course, after Hurricane Ian rolled through, it stopped showing and, you know, had a lot of hopes that it would get fixed before Halloween came to an end. And unfortunately, uh, Goalish did not survive and we did not get to see another performance of Goalish. So that left us only with with nightmare fuel. And I just I don't care for the show. It's just it's not my thing. Rhino, I know it's not yours, too. So without the Lagoon show with just nightmare fuel, it just did not do it for me on the show front this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I, I can, uh, I mean, Nightmare Fuel, very talented people on the show. It's nothing against those people at all. It, it, it's like, I, I just, I thought the show last year was better. And again, it's just kind of like when that's your only show, that, that's another part of it where it was like there was nothing to eat a crowd. So it was because of the unfortunate, you know, with Ghoulish going away. It's like, I was thinking about it the other night. It's like they need like a third show somehow, but I don't, I don't know where you would do it. I mean, I know they've done it. In the past, um, I don't know if they ever did it while the Lagoon show was going on. I don't think mm-hmm. they did. I think that came after they they dismantled the. There used to be the stage outside of Mel's, like that area in in like Hollywood down there. Um, but even then, that that's just going to create a crowd on the street. So I'm not. I think get rid of animal actors, finally, because I hate that show, and um, and keep the stadium and put something in there. Mm-hmm. It's hard to um, because you have to find another entertaining thing to have. Like, yeah, well, I don't know what know, the answer is for that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. And you know, some people would say like, "Oh, bring back Rocky Horror" because they used to do Rocky Horror uh, at Halloween Horror Nights, and that was entertaining. They've done other things, you know the the makeshift the makeshift stage. I don't think I got all the way there. I will double check that though. <laughs> uh, the makeshift stage, you know, of course they use that for random things. Academy of villains was technically on a makeshift stage twice. Uh, mm-hmm. They had the 
the Jack show at HHN 25 on that built stage right in front of the Lagoon area. So, yeah, they have had other stage shows besides what's been happening in the main theater. But it's it's about finding the right thing. And the Lagoon show, they have something going there. And it oh, yeah. works. It's just unfortunate that that what happened with it this year. But I do agree. If they could have two shows plus a Lagoon show, that would eat crowds as long as it's entertaining. And yeah. uh, that, that would be a good way to cut down on the other bad problem that we had. But uh, you mentioned eating people up. And we didn't do any people eating in this one. I'm not flying. I'm not purple. And I don't eat people. But I do think uh, we're going to move into the next category. And that's kind of that that middle area where it's not necessarily the worst things, not the best. But I think this year for me, ultimately, even though we had some really good food items, I think the food has just been kind of middle of the road average for me. We've had some really delicious items. We've had ones that were just downright disgusting. And then there are a lot of good ones that just don't feel like the price is correct on it. Like, it's it's just, uh, there's nothing. Like, when I go back the next couple times over the weekend, there's probably nothing I would get again. And I would just skip over the food for me. Well, the, the one thing that I feel like is the asterisk in all this is the, the, uh, the Reuben or the were they Reuben fries, fries or, mm-hmm. or yeah. yeah, those I did get again with my friend, and I felt like my I think my complaint in the video we did of it before was this there wasn't the sauce wasn't on there like it like as much as there should be, and this time it was like that perfect ratio of like actually I was shocked at how much corned beef was on the one we got where I was like I think they like made this one twice by accident or something, oh. but um, but my friend even said like without me saying anything about it he's like I actually don't know which one of these I like better, but he he. Um, but they're two different flavor profiles. So there was, there was some good stuff, but yeah, I don't know if it's like, I agree with you in terms of like consistency and stuff like that, because, um, I got the horseshoe burger cause with my friend that, cause we, we had had small versions on the media night. They had made us the, the like Christini sized ones, yeah. I would say. Um, and I think it definitely served better as that, like as a slider. And you should get like three of them because it was like $13 and um, it didn't it didn't come with like I know the fries are like on it, but it wasn't like the amount of fries you'd get as a side of fries or anything. It's an open sandwich and like it was good, but it was one of those where I was like, this is way this this is like an $8 item. Um, but also it it like it wasn't as good as the smaller version of that. So that was one of those where I was like, ah, I wish this was, you know, there's a couple of things where you go like, Oh, I wish this was this way. Or this was a little bit different and stuff. Like, you know, um, like I like the pizza skulls, but it's one of those where you're like, is there something that I need to go and get one more time before the events over? And like I said, with the exception of maybe the Reuben fries, which I would honestly, I would hope they would keep all year round. I don't think they will, but like, I, I don't know. So that I think that says that says something about it a little bit, you know. It did. You you use the right descriptor there for the things. There was a couple items that I'll say it was just flat out good, like the Chucky Burger that we got. Yeah, I have no complaints about that. Nothing at all. But a lot of the rest that we got, I would say it was good, but yeah, and that's where it like it didn't it didn't meet it 
uh, like expectations. It was good, but it was expensive. The custard that we had, it was good, but why was there just a thin layer of custard on the bottom and made it a very strange dish to eat? You know, the I like the the fried chicken thighs that we had. It was good, but you know, maybe there could have been a little bit more peppers in there or something. I, I to had like, those oh, again, mm-hmm. and um, I got sick. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, um, I, I it don't. Is, it is people, you know. It's well, people. that was the. I don't know. I, I had them, and then I went to go pick up my friend at the airport, and I ended up throwing up. And wow. I don't know if it was related to that. I just know that that was a thing where I was like, so now it's one of those where I was like, well, that thing I liked is ruined for me because yeah. like I got sick while I had it. Well, and I, you, well, I hadn't even been drinking or anything. So that's the crazy part. Not like I had a drink. So I don't know if it just didn't agree with me. My tummy was bothering me. I don't know what happened. You didn't like them too much, though. So at least there's there's that. Like, it's not yeah. like it was your favorite. The cauliflower, though. The cauliflower yeah. I did have again. And that was definitely like one of the best things at the event. But again, consistency. We talk about having it when we had it like early on versus when I had it the last time I had it. It was half the size and it was like way too much sauce. And I was like, okay, this feels like it was sitting in this little heater thing for like 45 minutes. Well, we're probably going to take a lot of flack just like the shows with the next item because the next in the middle of the road category, the average category for me is actually the house it's this year. And that's not a great thing considering the selling point of the event is the houses. Uh, but overall for me, you know, we kept talking going into this uh, year's event that we weren't really blown away by a lot of the decisions on what the houses were going to be. And there, even after like the first weekend and the first couple of weeks, you know, we said there's ones that are standout, but then there's a lot that just kind of aren't necessarily bad or good just in the middle of the road and then there's one that's just flat out bad and now yes we we go with our frequent fear passes so we get to do these houses a lot some not as much as others but uh, now that i've done them a lot there are just a lot of very average houses this year that i will completely forget about and never think about again Okay. Um, honestly, only the best of them and the worst of them are going to be the ones I remember. And then the rest are just going to be blank spots in my mind. And that's, it's kind of disappointing. And I'm not, I'm not trying to insult the characters inside the houses. I'm not trying to insult the design of the houses. I think it's just kind of a, a combination with how I feel about the properties, uh, the amount of scares, how lucky I've been going through, the amount of times I've done some of them that I'm like, I don't see a lot in there. It's just, it's not adding up for me. Yeah, I, I think ultimately it comes down to what I talked about before the event, about there not being like that lightning house, the one that you mm-hmm. want to you want to plan your vacation toward. And like, yes, there is a house we rave about because I thought like Dead Man's Pier was beautiful and everyone talks about that but like beyond that and maybe like monsters legendary you know the the uh, legends collide legends collide because i was going to call it monsters legendary truth and i was like that doesn't feel right um but i don't know that there's one that i even hear anybody talking about other than people being like i don't want to go in the bugs house you know like that's it whereas i just pulled up the list of last year's houses and it was the haunting of hill house texas chainsaw massacre the Icons Captured, Bride of Frankenstein Lives, which, yes, we had for two years, Beetlejuice, Scary, uh, Legendary, uh, Case Files on Earth, Legendary Truth, the wicked, the Pumpkin, you know, Wicked Growth, 
Puppet mm-hmm. Theater, Captive Audience, Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. So two of those houses we had for two years. So I understand like the kind of burnout toward those by the end maybe. But I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, there's not a bad house in here last year. Like every one of those houses, even the ones where I'd be like, oh, I got tired of this one. None of these was I like, you know what? I didn't, that one's not great for me and, and I wouldn't, Texas. I wouldn't do it again. Oh yeah. But yeah, but also that's mainly because I hate the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, every time we did it, it was through the, it was when we stayed in a scare zone. So I couldn't see anything in the house and I yeah. hate when a man and chainsaw and bad smells and stuff like that. No, but, but I, 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 but I, I agree. I think there's more, there's more this year of me going, eh, versus, Last year, I'd be like, sure, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. And this one, I'm like, nah, I don't care. Like, I don't need to. I don't need to. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm not poo-pooing on any of the houses yep. necessarily, but I just feel I, like, you know. Yep. I, I will say flat out, I have four houses in this year's event that I, I do love and I'm going to do them again. There's one house that I hate that I'm going to do again because I literally have not done it since the very first weekend. Uh, and, uh, everything else is in the middle. I don't need to do any of them again. There might be one more that in the middle gray area that I would, I would give one more shot, but really, yeah, it's just hasn't, hasn't been a strong year for the houses. And I really hope they can get back to their, their a game next year. And I just mean in terms of finding that big property that draws people in, you know, that was the weekend this year. And I think that was an accomplishment. And, uh, if, if you only ask my opinion based of the weekend, based on that first weekend that we were going to it, I would, I would have told you the weekend was potentially the top house for me. And I think I might have said the word weekend. Um, I, I'm saying it. I know I'm saying it a lot, but uh, the weekend was easily as as a one time house going through. If you hit all the scares, if you really got into that vibe, it was an absolute perfect thing. But to me, it didn't retain its value over the course of the event going multiple times, which that's a problem for frequent fear uh, pass holders and, and such, not necessarily people going for one night only. Uh, so that's why it gets skewed a little bit. But yeah, I I don't know. It might be one of the first years that I regret having the frequent fear pass and kind of hurting my opinion of some of the houses because of doing them too many times versus just, uh, you know, enjoying them once or twice and leaving it at that. But uh, we are going to give our final rankings for the houses at the end of this episode. But I want to move now on to the best things about this year's event so we can start to get a little bit positive because that was dragging me through the negatives there but the first thing i will say about this year's event that i think was the best thing uh i I would say the merchandise for Mm -hmm. me was absolutely a spot on the entire time we talked about it before the event started once it, it started coming out in the different shops around universal orlando and they added a couple little things here and there throughout the event and I just I loved the embracing of Halloween as the theme of the merchandise this year. Yes, some of the houses and properties had their own merchandise, too. But just I've bought so many things this year just because of that Halloween look and feel to all of it without being like without just being like over the top, like. This is Horror Night specific to Universal and this. Like with Lil Boo, so many uh, Kylie bought the Lil Boo pumpkin purse. 
so many people have complimented her on it who know absolutely nothing about HHN. They're just yeah. like, oh, I love your little pumpkin purse you have. And, you know, like the the sign that we both bought uh, of from Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, it says Halloween Horror Nights on there. But if you like kind of ignore that and just look at the imagery, it doesn't it doesn't scream like universal in that way. Yeah. And I just I, I felt that way about all the merchandise. It. I, I really had to hold hold back on on stuff this year because a I don't need it it's it's just extra stuff that will just pile onto my life like everything behind me and I don't have enough money to buy it all on top of that but they did a tremendous job with the merch this year and I, I truly applaud them for it. Yeah, I went. I actually went like got too grabby, and there was stuff where like I of course lost the receipt for just the things where I was like, I need to return this. Um, but I did like. I uh, completely agree with you in terms of it. It went for that kind of like, uh, especially the stuff that was like looked a little more like retro. Um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, but like retro Halloween design, yeah. vintage um, Halloween, vintage, yeah, vintage, and and like I because that's the sort of like that it's ironic like during when we were in like the lockdown part of the pandemic I was like oh I'm going to um, I was like you know what I know we're not going to have Halloween but I want to have like all I want to look for classic my friend's house she's got a lot of like classic beer advertisements up everywhere because she that's her like job has to do with like beer education and stuff like that but um and I was like, oh, I love this old type of um, advertisements and things. And I was like, I wish there was more stuff like that for Halloween and I could find it. And it was impossible to Google search that because when you Google search any of that stuff and, you know, good for them, Michael Myers is the only thing that yeah. pops up, you know, because that overtakes the SEO search. But but it, it was like it was like they heard they heard what I was wanting that I had was putting out in the universe and it, 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 it you know came to be and so i've i didn't want to pass that up of course i ended up with too much stuff a phone case i don't need a extra sign now i i like too much too many glasses i have a glass literally wrapped up where i was like why did i buy this right next to me and i wish i could return it but i lost the receipt for this one all the stuff i lost receipts for and i'm like god so you'll enjoy like, that a hey, lot of when, stuff I'm when eli breaks with. that when eli yeah. breaks another glass you'll love having that one yeah so no, <laughs> I mean that is going to happen. So uh, my all of my good glasses are precariously positioned right now, and it's it's stressing me out. But but yeah, I I I, I definitely think they knocked it out of the park. So yeah. I look I look forward to. It makes me very excited to see what's on the horizon for like the Christmas stuff because I I think that last year they did a really good job with all the Earl of Squirrel stuff. So I I'm very excited to see that transition and then see what next year's event brings for Halloween. Yeah, I'm fully on board, though. Uh, I think all of the the aesthetic they chose with the merch this year, it had that vintage look to it. But at the same time, it felt new and unique. So it didn't just feel like a ripoff of what you would expect from like 30s, 40s Halloween. And I, I, this is nothing to do with Universal. It has to deal with Disneyland. But I wish you could have went to Disneyland at the Halloween time period back when they still had Big Thunder Ranch because they basically covered that entire area because it was like the Halloween, Halloween. Uh, ranch area i forget i keep wanting to say halloween hootenanny but i don't think that's what it was i think that's from something else but the basically band you showed me today yeah that probably <laughs> it that probably is it but uh that that entire like big thunder ranch area they would cover in vintage halloween decorations and like i mean 
cover like every every foot there was a different decoration and it was all in that like era that looked like it could be from the late 1800s till about like the 1930s and i just we 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 tried to go on a spending spree for a while of trying to find vintage decorations like that because like they're out there and i grew up with like kind of like that I, yeah. I think it's pronounced Beistel, B-E-I-S-T-L-E, look to it, like with the paper hang-ups that you can put up. Yeah. And, um, like, you know, there, there's there's a lot of stuff like that. But, man, Disneyland had a treasure trove of vintage stuff. And I know it's probably sitting in a warehouse somewhere. And if they ever do a, <laughs> a garage sale, I would buy it all. Because I, it, was, it was incredible. I'll send you my video that I had from it. Like... It, it it was what I wanted my life to be at Halloween. You're just making me realize I forgot to go look for the um, the ghost hugging the pumpkin from the tribute store. I need him. He was at Michael's. He was like 50 bucks. And now I'm like, well, if I can find him, he's probably on sale now. <laughs> you know, it was like that classic um, vacuum form sort of like figure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I you remember know what I'm talking now. about? It's yeah. about like two or three feet high. Yeah. I, I never saw him, him at our Michael's. Uh, when I was in Milwaukee, I searched for him and they had him at one of the ones there. And I was like, no, because I'm going to have to mail this back. I should have just bought it and left it at Kim's house and then just been like, this is my ghost and I'll come and visit him. I mean, you flew southwest. Why didn't you pack an extra bag? You know, I did. And I am now realizing it. And I completely forgot that it was free to check bags. Do free check bags on southwest. Yeah. This episode sponsored by Southwest. No, no, it is no. not. No, it is not. No, that's that's where I put my foot down. Okay, uh, this is what I have in the best category. Rhino kind of Rhino faulted this one, but I, I still stand by it. Uh, I put the scare zones this year in the best category, and I haven't spent a lot of time in them. I've I've mostly spent time walking through them and. Yeah, that's just been kind of how I've been handling this year's event. But at the end of the day, I enjoy every single one of them. I enjoy walking through the the spooky cemetery that just gives me gives me all those Halloween feels. I love walking through the Halloween parade gone wrong. Uh, even even the witch one out in front of Fast and Furious, like I. I, I always will stop when they have like the show that's happening right in front of the stage and the scarecrows with all their corn. It, it, it actually, it works. It works pretty well. I mean, the, the weakest for me is the first scare zone in production central, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, that's more about setting the aesthetic mood than anything and having the pumpkin Lord out front of it beyond that. Like it doesn't need to be a great one. Uh, but I think, I think it, Actually, for me, I will remember the scare zones more than a lot of the houses from this year, just because of the Halloween feels that I got from them. So that's why I put it in the best. Yeah, no, I, um, I understand. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I mean, I kind of always forget about the cemetery, but the cemetery it was pretty, pretty great, and I do like the the scarecrow area. I was just thinking where I was like, maybe it just feels like there. Are, I think for me. The one that falls a little short is the entrance, the um, the one that's right by the music yeah. plaza. What's that that one called? Right, right in Production Central. Yeah, Production Central. Yeah. yeah, that's the only one where it's like um, 
it just it, it, like I I think about like last year, like the platforms of the different characters. And this year it feels like there's only like three characters there. And so it doesn't it does. But that one always I feel like it's just like a quick non scare zone, scare yep. zone sort of a thing. But no, I agree because I like the I do really love I love the entire aesthetic and the storyline of the the trick or treat one in New York. Like I just love the how the theater lends itself to that and everything. I think that looks great, and it's cool that the witches one like involves a show. And I do like the pumpkin lord being out there and like greeting people as they come in Production Central. And so like they all have their things, and so it's good. I also like that there. It feels a little more unified with it all being about like actually about Halloween too. It's fun. And the best thing I would say, though, from this year's event, if I had to pick one, that would be the addition of the Dead Coconut Club at Universal City Walk, taking over Red Coconut Club. Uh, While I will say the drinks have not blown me away, uh, Rhino and I did get to go one night, and we ended up having every single one of the drinks they offered, which was only three. It wasn't a lot. Um, And then they had one mocktail, too, but did not try that uh well the drinks didn't like blow me away by any means they killed it with the aesthetic inside here having the blend of tiki and classic monsters it it, it just worked wonderfully uh and it only got better as the event went on because you know they had the entire first floor of dead coconut club all themed the entire way through it just it was perfect as it was and then they're like okay we're going to open up the second floor and it's going to be dedicated to creature from the black lagoon and just in the last couple weeks of the event then they're like hold on we're not finished yet let's go ahead and put in frankenstein and frankenstein's monster and the bride inside for photo ops like they just that's cool they kept taking it to the next level and honestly if the drinks would have been better i probably would have spent more time in there the one isle of java drink i think is what it was called i Mm -hmm. don't i don't remember the name exactly for it uh like that one was fine but you know drinks were 1450 so they they were very expensive and then tip on top of that too i don't think the drinks were worth it and uh that's that's a shame but i would love to see them bring this back every year it can be the exact same i don't think anyone will complain they can change it up for christmas if they want as rhino suggested right before we started recording this i they could do that i think this the last remaining clubs of universal city walk are so pointless because the whole atmosphere of city walk has changed over the years it's not the place it was 10 years ago and it wasn't the place it was when it first opened something like this has revitalized that space over the halloween season and i would love to see them just continue this on in the future and I, so yeah, yeah it was a highlight i liked it because i like the idea if you couldn't make stay and scream uh but you didn't want to wait at the gate you know it gave you something to do um from that period of time between like park closing because it usually opened around like five um and halloween horror nights either opened at six or six thirty like you know i i i i thought that was it was nice to have that option or if it started raining it was something where i'd be like oh well you know what? it started raining let's just go into dead coconut club instead i like that they had all the beer the specialty beers because they had the whole hog they had the um bat squatch ipa and they had the pumpkin uh not pumpkin the uh pecan pie cider was in there as well and then there was like a fourth uh there was a fourth thing too um but boot light a boot light a boot yeah. light um yeah <laughs> so i i 
I, I thought that was really cool. I like that they had the creature from the Black Lagoon, like the plastic Moldorama was in there too. That that was really cool. Um, so it was nice. And yeah, I would I would love a Christmas makeover of this too. It just it's good to have like I like it too because it takes Halloween out of that park and gives it adds it a little something somewhere else, you know, which they've done at Cabana Bay with the bar and stuff like that there. So it's nice to have somewhere at City Walk that celebrates it too because. Um, I thought it was cool last year how they did the Christmas village out there, um, the holiday village for um, the holidays. And so like this is nice that now they've kind of taken that idea and done something for Halloween. And so I, I, I'm with you where I hope they like keep it going. Be cool. Yeah. No, absolutely. So that was our list of the best and worst in the rest of Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, you know, always let us know if you agree, disagree. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're idiots always love talking about halloween horror nights more and we won't be able to do it for much longer because yeah we're moving into christmas as rhino just alluded to and speaking of christmas we'll just wrap this up real quickly i know we still have to get to our rankings that's the very last thing (laughs) keep you on your toes but uh, christmas was brought up and so as halloween horror nights is coming to an end they gave us our first preview for what to expect from the tribute store for christmas this year uh they placed a nice little easter egg in the end of the store uh advertising the tribute department store and uh this will include this pre-holiday bonanza will include stuff like a festive squirrel i wonder who that could possibly be (laughs) Rhino, this one I was really excited about. Holiday meal in a can, a staple of the holiday season filled with all the flavors you could want. So if they're selling a turkey dinner fully in a can. That's going to be true. They already are doing it over at Green Eggs and Ham with the Who Hash can. Uh, You're right. You're right. You're right. Interesting. Okay. Like, it's honestly one of those things. It makes sense. Layer of mashed potatoes. I would put a layer of stuffing at the bottom layer of mashed potatoes, gravy, cranberry sauce, turkey at the top. And right there, you start mashing it around. You have a full dinner right there. Mm. <laughs> I might make it on my own. Well, you, know, well, if a, yeah, you still well, got your who hash cup, I think so. Uh, no, you took the who hash cup. <laughs> oh, I thought you got one too. No, no, that one's yours. It's, it's solely just yours. So it's still got, still got who hash in the bottom of it, right it I believe. No, I cleaned it. I cleaned it. I cleaned it. Sorry, it's got a can, a glass of a. Uh, this is butter beer from the New York experience. My friend Nicole keeps bringing me glasses, glass bottles of butter beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I keep it over here. Holds the butter beer. Okay. Well, just keep that rust away from it, and keep that butter beer in it. That's that's the right place for it. So I'm gonna hope that that's that's what it is. I've made it up in my head, so I expect that to be. Uh, they have matching sweater and I can't read that part. Matching sweater and scarf. Colorful advertising. Colorful winter clothing. Santa blow molds. I don't think they'll have those in there, but obviously doing it. And then they also uh, have in the bottom of it. This the holiday tree display displays brought to you by our friends at North of the Border and Earl Lando. Trees donated by the kind folks at Mitzeltoe Pines Village, and that was the village out front. It uh, it or out front of Universal City Walk last year that Rhino has already alluded to. So I think we have a lot of fun to look forward to with the holiday season, and hopefully I will get to enjoy that fun but we will uh we'll worry about that in a couple weeks for now rhino 
Let's end with our rankings. Do you want to do we want to do where we go back and forth? No, 10, just, do, nine, it, just do it. You no, just no. do it. Okay. You do I got yours like, first. I, we got to go. Let's you go. do yours first. Okay. So ultimately, um, should I start from the top down or bottom up? Uh, I'm going to do from worst to best, and I'm not okay. going to give any explanations. I'm just going to say what my order was, and you'll, okay, have to, so you'll have to pretend why. This was uh, ultimately, I feel like, when I'm thinking about them, and it was like a couple of tough choices, but I went with Spirits of the Coven, Hellblock Horror, Descendants of Destruction, Chupacabra, Blumhouse, The Weeknd, Halloween, Bugs, Dead Man's Pier, and Monsters is my number one. Okay. And for mine, I have number 10, Spirits of the Coven, number nine, Hellblock Horror, eight, Chupacabras, seven, Blumhouse, six, Descendants of Destruction, five, Weekend, four, Dead Man's Pier, three, Bugs Eaten Alive, two, Universal Monsters, Legends Collide, what? and number one, Halloween. Halloween? Boo. Boo. I, Halloween's one of my favorite movies, man. One of my favorites. That's right. that's the most Fine. explanation Fine. you'll get from anything. Fine. Uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, and you know what? That's it for this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Rhino, thanks so much for having this fun conversation with me. Thank you. And thank you, everyone out there who has listened and watched along this entire Halloween season. I know it's been too much for many of you. And for some of you, you're saying, what, you're stopping? How can you, how how dare you? How dare you? But I really do appreciate all the support you give us. That's why we're able to continue doing this show. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Our beat, I'm trying to think of like uh, from a scary the, uh, beating. From the... Boom. From the bottom of the, our hearts. From the bottom of our telltale hearts. Oh. Mm. Mm, yes. Nevermore. Yeah. Poe. <laughs> it's just a little Poe humor. Fun. Uh, but no, from thank you Simpsons very much. From the Treehouse of Horror. Ah. Uh, correct. Yeah. That was the first time Edgar Allan Poe was created. Yeah. <laughs> it's for Treehouse of Horrors. Uh, but, anyways, uh, if you want to support us more, of course, you can book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, video suggestions. Uh, if you're listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through a place where you can leave a rating and review, please take the time to do so. But, Thank you again to Rhino and everyone out there. Uh, no thanks to me, but that's it for this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. We'll see you again real soon with another one. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. 